self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful episode I'm going to need y'all to do something for me. I'm going to need y'all to go to www.conversationconartist.com. Check out our old episodes. Check out our new episodes with the articles linked to it. And on the left, if you hover over that mail icon, you can leave us some feedback. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at underscore... It underscore at red <laughs> underscore... Well, some people start that shit with underscore. I do not. But I don't <laughs> want y'all to get confused. It's red underscore calamity. We are still doing the list of letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it into the website or you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. And today we have a situational question. Situation. All right. April is a great roommate. She's clean, pays rent on time, and she's the most loyal ride or die friend you've got. The only problem is you can't stand her boyfriend. He's super clingy, always smells like smoke and old laundry, and he eats up all the food but never puts in for it. Normally he comes over for a day or two, but you lately, but lately you realize he never leaves. So you shoot April a quick text to ask what's going on. Hey sis, your bo- your boo sure do be at our house a lot lately. Oh yeah, I've been meaning to tell you. He lost his job, so he's going to crash with us for a month or two until he gets back on his feet. It's not a problem, is it? If so, he and I can always just get our own place. Uh, so your name is the only one on the lease, and you definitely can't afford to pay the rent on your own. What do you text back? What do I text back? Yeah. He can stay. He can stay? Yeah. Okay. But he going to be paying a third of this damn rent. <laughs> and if he can't afford a third of the rent, you're going to be paying his third of the rent. <laughs> because I'm not living with three people and be paying half of this rent. Yeah. So you can stay, but he got to pay. Because he's like a dependent at this point. He eating food and shit. Like, so I, it's not a way I feel like that you're going to be able to like diplomatically be like, well, no, I don't think I don't think you're gonna be able to tell her no and be able to keep her as a roommate. But yeah, I would not be willing to have this motherfucker staying with us. Because here's the thing: people said two or three months. You don't know how long it's gonna take somebody to find a job, so you can't tell me he only gonna be here two or three months. But you don't know how long he gonna be here. And guess what? When he had a job, he was still eating food and not paying for it. So what the fuck difference is it gonna make when he do get a job? He still gonna be doing the same shit he doing now. Like he can't stay here. He can't stay here. I would just have to like I don't know, cause here's what's hilarious. And I know you're gonna say that she's not rational thinking, but bitch, where you gonna go? He, he ain't got no job. You paying half the rent here. So you're going to move out and go pay the whole rent somewhere with this motherfucker who can't help you with the bills. Like, how does that make sense, sis? She already believes <laughs> that she can do that. It don't matter. Your rational, logical explanation for <laughs> what makes sense. Don't make sense to her because she already think that this. First off, she's dumb enough to think that you're going to be okay with that shit. Like, one, day one. I'm sure she already... If she my friend, she already know I don't care for his ass. Like, that's you and you do you, girl, but 
you know, you could do better. Like, I, I would have already expressed my distaste for him. So then you knowing that I already don't like him would be coming to me talking about some kid he, he needs. First of all, you ain't even fucking ass. Okay, we live here together. You just bringing in another body into the house and then feel the need. If I had never asked, I guess the nigga would have just been living here then, huh? You were going to say shit. You were just going to let him keep coming over and sleeping and eating food. And, and if I didn't say nothing, I guess you were just going to let it continue. Like, that should have been a discussion before you even told his black ass he could stay. So this made me think about... uh. <laughs> Quagmire on Family Guy. <laughs> I don't remember the episode. I don't even remember what's going on. But for some reason, Peter needs some money. And Quagmire said, you can whore yourself out to 500 girls for $100 a piece. And then he said, oh, you can whore yourself out to 50 fat girls for $1,000 a piece. <laughs> and he said, fat girls need love too, but they got to pay. <laughs> like, that's how I'll be. I'll be like, I saw you made some love, but I need my monies. <laughs> I need some decades. Like, he can stay, but he got to pay. And if he can't pay, you got to pay. And if y'all can't pay, then y'all got to go. And you can go ahead and live your little baby boy type situation. Because that's what it's going to be. You going to be, uh, what was, I forgot what Taraji's character name is, but he going to be Jody. And he gonna be taking your car while you out at work and coming picking you up late. Like you, if you wanna live baby boy out in real life, then my God, go ahead, do you, girl. But this nigga can't stay here. Can't happen. Sorry. I ain't got no problem with it. Just gotta pay. And I assume that we paying five hundred dollars a piece. If you can save me about three, four hundred dollars a month <laughs> with that extra money, that's fine. Listen, this is the middle ground. Okay. You pay more here than you've been paying, but you don't pay as much as it costs to live <laughs> by on your yourself. own, by yourself. <laughs> so this is middle ground. You got to pay me more, but that's it. This is technically my place. I can kick y'all out as a matter of fact. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? So You ain't on the lease. He damn sure ain't on the lease. Yeah, so I will, I will create some strict ass rules. One, if any food is going to be eaten <laughs> that belongs to me, it needs to be ran by me. <laughs> Definitely don't eat none of my leftovers. But as far as cereal, as far as milk, as far as common items, you run it by me and you do not use the last of it. I will kick y'all asses out of here. You know. I just the the description of him smell like smoke and old laundry, like no. His dirty ass cake. Because here's the thing. It ain't even about telling him not and this makes me so mad. So a lot of my clients at work smoke, okay? And what they will do is they will come early and stand outside and smoke their ass off and then <laughs> come inside and sit in my office. And guess what? My office smells like fucking smoke now because you just was out there and it's all on your clothes and in your hair and all of this shit. So that I just... Mm, I don't want to deal with that at all. Like, cause even if he's not smoking in here, if he smokes outside, they come in. He still smell like smoke. And the couch where he probably sitting his ass on all the time still gonna smell like smoke. And everywhere he goes in, this motherfucker gonna smell like smoke. Like, I ain't just that ain't. This is not what we agreed upon, ma'am. It wasn't. I get you in a relationship, and he didn't fell on hard times or whatever the fuck. He ain't got no family. He ain't got no friends. Cause you ain't in a position to house him. You ain't in a living situation where you can house him. It's just that ain't what it is. Why is she even dating this bum? That's a good ass question. Because bum he is. <laughs> so, I don't know. But 
I would end up having to figure out another way to pay the rent because you okay he can't stay here and if that means that you're gonna leave then i mean i hate it but you know good luck godspeed and hopefully jody will get a job soon (laughs) but i don't know what to tell you like i mm -mm, nah because it's my house like now it's another person in here and this your dude now i gotta be conscious of like how i'm dressed and shit in it i don't want to fucking deal with this shit i don't want to deal with that and this nigga ain't got no job so it can't even be where he gonna be at work no he ain't got nowhere to go so he's just gonna be here all the fucking time and i don't want to deal with that this is home i want it to feel like home and it ain't gonna feel like home if this stranger nigga is sitting in my living room all the time no sorry but if you have 400 extra dollars in your pocket mm-mm no. Won't be worth it to you? It wouldn't be worth Just, and I feel like a dude like that is the kind of dude that, like, will try to push up on you. Like, he know he living with his girl. But he was still, as a woman in a situation like this with a dude moving in, I would not be comfortable with that. It would probably be different for you if you had, like, a male roommate who wanted his girlfriend to come and live with y'all. But for me, I just wouldn't be comfortable with that shit. Like, I've done that. With a dude and his girlfriend mm-hmm. moving in, how does that go? Cheeks and Sheila. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. We first we did it on AUM campus. <laughs> like, what happened? Were y'all living in the West? So it was three of y'all living in the West. That's mm-hmm. some bullshit. Don't I think it was over, that big. I think it might have been over a summer. Hell no, that's where she long. she stayed in uh, she stayed in our room for a summer, and I think he might have stayed with her for a summer. Or, or after the semester after yeah, he wasn't no. in college no more, I think he was staying in her dorm with her. Nobody knew clearly, you know, because yeah, it's hard to f- determine that that's what happened when you got West, co-ed dorm. But the West is a big ass room. It's just a big ass room. That's like it's not big enough for three people. Well, I mean, you make it work when you have to make it work. Mm-hmm. And so I moved in with a basketball player named Zachary. Now, didn't know much. He's the only white basketball player. Didn't know much about Zachary. I was in the gym one day. He was in the gym. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? What you been up to? Looking for a roommate. Hi, we should be roommates. Yeah, ha, ha. After a certain period of time passed. This was the first conversation I've ever had with him. After time passed, we actually took the steps to become roommates. That's when we first moved over to the place where you had moved over to. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you had you were living there at that time that me and him was living there. But it turned out his folks was rich. Like that must have been nice. Yeah, his stepdaddy was making almost seven figures. So you didn't at, have to worry about rent being paid. I did. So this is what happened with that situation. So when we moved, I didn't know they had money. When I moved in, they had a TV set up, a cop. They had the whole. <laughs> they furnished the whole place. I was like, what? What the hell happening? He was like, oh yeah, my folks got money. <laughs> but he was clearly the outcast. He was clearly the one that was failing everybody's expectations. You know, in the situation. He just he just wanted to play basketball with the black dudes. That's all he <laughs> wanted to do. And he got people out here working in banks and, and doing stuff. Um and I don't know what was going on with his life, but I tell you he had a brother that was the nastiest dude I have ever mm. met. He used to dip hot dogs in mayonnaise. What the fuck? Yeah. Why would... Uh, and he uh, used to refer to all the grease at the bottom of the wings as the wing juice. He asked if anybody wanted it. <laughs> and he would drink it. He would drink juice out of the piece of paper juice. at the bottom of the it's wings. Grease. He would drink grease. <laughs> Ew. And one time he told a story about how the earwax in his ear had crystallized and he had to have surgery to get it out of his ear. I was like, oh my God. 
Like, it, I mean, I know it's people that exist like this that do this kind of nasty stuff. But it, it, it and it'd be one thing if it was one thing to one person. He mm. just, he was just a compilation of all things that I think of dis- are disgusting. I'm still stuck on mayonnaise and hot dogs. I just, it was horrible. He just had a whole bunch of. He just had a whole bunch. He had a whole bunch of country white friends that use phrases like, you know, get her done. No, like, you know, I got a black friend that dot dot dot, or um, you don't act like black people dot dot dot. (laughs) You know, like white people. That is not a compliment. Stop saying that shit. Don't say that shit. If you say that shit, stop that right now. That is not a compliment at all. I know you think it is, but it's not. <laughs> Don't say that shit. Wow. One day I came home from work and the door was wide open and just a bunch of random people was in my apartment. <laughs> and I was like, where's Zach? <laughs> they said he's in Auburn. And I'm like, I just, I mean, all my stuff was there. So that's all that was mattered, that mattered to me. But he left about seven months early. Zach? It might not have been seven. It was about five months early. Yeah, he left five months early. He just he disappeared, and because I had not seen him for some weeks, and he wasn't there. And his mama them came to the house and just started taking the couch and taking the table and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, you got to tell me what's going on. I have no. I had seen Zach in like some weeks. What's going on? Well, he's moved to Florida with his dad. Here is the rest of the rent for the next five months. <laughs> Here you go. I was like. In the game, so I told I had Cheats and Sheila. I told them that they can move in with me because it was an empty room now was that was for. already paid for. <laughs> so they moved in with me, and then I had that situation. But it was a situation where Cheeks been my friend since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Sheila is cool people, you know. So it it was never a situation where it was a problem. Um, it became a problem. <laughs> When my partner Philip started coming to the apartment, <laughs> because they just could not understand somebody that played the game as much as Philip. He's just a gamer. He's that's a gamer, just, but but he is. they couldn't understand that. Like the fuck, he, they they care. <laughs> they would because I would leave him at the house all the time. Mm-hmm. It didn't make a difference to me. Like he'll chill over there for two or three days. I, they they didn't like that. I understand to a degree them not liking that, but like they got really really passive aggressive at a certain point. I ain't saying I don't understand it because I knew their personalities. Mm-hmm. I understood in the context of their personalities, but I didn't like that that was going on well, with my yeah, friend. But it it, nice. it still never really caused no big problems. But it's nice. He's just a gamer. Like that's just what he does. He's a super gamer. But we never had any issues as it pertained to rent to money. Um, I don't remember having a, okay, so both of them, okay, we had a three-bedroom apartment. This is what it was. We had a conversation about them paying, him paying rent and her paying rent, mm-hmm. but instead what we chose to do was I got to keep both of the other rooms. Okay. So the two rooms were mine, and then they had the master room. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that was, that was fair enough for me to pay half and for them to pay half. Mm-hmm. And so- I just had two rooms, which was interesting to say the least. But either way, money is my motivator. <laughs> you can stay if you're gonna give me the money. 
Now, I have to change up tactics if you start eating all my food. Clearly, I have to put my pantry in my room. <laughs> Clearly, I have to get a refrigerator and put it in my room yeah. and be like, nah, or get me a combination lock and put it on the refrigerator as a passive-aggressive act that telling them, you know, you can't access your food or my food, but this is really for you not to access my food. Don't do that. Yeah. But money is my motivator in that. Well, do you have... So... I have some BuzzFeed questions, and and I just was like looking at some BuzzFeed stuff about relationships, and it's 13 of the most difficult questions about relationships, and I thought it'd be interesting to go through at least some of these to see how we will respond. So, it's one of those would you rather situations where you give two alternatives, you choose, yeah. So, would you rather date someone you trust but have no sexual attraction to, or date someone you're sexually attracted to but don't trust? Mm. I don't have an answer. How <laughs> you don't have your, you, you gotta come up with an answer. This or that. Gun to your head. It have to. So does not having a sexual <laughs> attraction to someone equal not being able to be sexually pleased by someone? I think so. Doesn't it begin with the attraction? Like, it begins with, like, attraction is the beginning of sex, I feel Look, like. Look, ugly people give orgasms all the time, <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> ugly is, is subjective. Like, obviously, the person who fucking them don't feel like they ugly. <laughs> I feel like. I don't know. Like, I would rather I would rather have somebody I trust because I can't deal with distrust. So, I would just have to deal with the attraction shit on the back end, I guess. That would be difficult, but whatever I wonder why I don't trust them <laughs> have they done something to lose my trust you cannot do this you yes I just, can you just have to give an answer because you don't know why it doesn't give you any any other hey, I'm gonna give an answer okay what's your answer but I'm going through my process though <laughs> you ain't saying you got to give me an answer right now without being able to process and think through any of these situations it just got these two situations yes. now, I'm gonna answer these I'm gonna answer okay let me go through my process, okay? <laughs> okay. Trust but have no sexual attraction to or sexually attracted to but don't trust. What's more important in a relationship for me? Sex or trust? That's what it boils down to. Yep. They are both equally important, all things considered. Mm-hmm. But in this scenario, I tell you, in this scenario... I would date someone that I'm sexually attracted to but don't trust, but in neither one of these situations will a relationship last very long. <laughs> See, it don't say this relationship got to last forever, goddamn. It doesn't. You know, so I don't think I would be in a long-term relationship with either <laughs> of these people. <laughs> trust can't get you far alone. It can't, but, like, I've just been in a situation. I've been in that opposite situation, and that shit sucks. It's terrible, and I just ain't trying to deal with nobody that I can't fucking trust, like... Because trust could be, I can't trust you not to be out here fucking other people. Or I can't trust you not to be in my house stealing. Or I can't. Tr- <laughs> I don't know what the what version of trust purse. this is exactly. Or I don't know what version of trust this is. You know. So, so you need the whole umbrella covered. Yes, because I don't. I don't want you to be in my house and shit come up missing. <laughs> like I don't need that. So trust versus the dude that had to wear a hat during. Uh, <laughs> So no hat. <laughs> no, he just had to put the hat. No, on. I'm telling you, this situation is you got trust, but him with no hat. Uh, yeah, 
that was terrible. You still taking trust though? I'm still taking trust because I feel like <laughs> trust is a, is something that like would be more mm. of an issue. Like sex would be an issue at the time that you wanted to have sex, but like trust is gonna be an issue like all the time. Like every time you at my house, or, like every time you're away or whatever like i just don't want to have to i can't deal with nobody i can't trust like i, I just trust don't. you to put that hat on exactly <laughs> put the hat on just put the hat on just keep the hat on it's okay what would be the least sexual attractive thing that a person can have that would turn you off of them <laughs> um Talk you done laugh twice, so you know exactly what it is. You're trying to figure out either that you don't want to say it or how to say it. <laughs> Taco beat chest hair. <laughs> like, I can't. You ain't want to say that because I'm sitting across here from you with taco meat chest hair on myself because I got on a, a A shirt, y'all. I'm going to stop calling a wife beater. And I'm a hairy ass dude. What the dude. fuck is an A shirt? Well, that's what this is called. That's like the actual name? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh. You just knew it as a wife beater? Or like a tank top. <laughs> I didn't know it had like an official title, A shirt. So I'm sitting over here with taco meat chest <laughs> while she's saying this. So I assume that's where the giggles is coming from. <laughs> but I, I appreciate your honesty. I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. So did me having my taco chest right here make no, you say that? No, okay. that's just, it's a pet peeve of mine. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, don't I don't shave because it gets thicker. I'm trying to think. At a certain point, I'd be a gorilla. Well, that and like bad teeth, I can't can't have bad teeth. Like you don't need you don't have to have like a a, a perfectly white smile, but you don't need to have like rotted teeth. <laughs> I can't. That's nasty. Just I can't. Just brush your teeth. I'm gonna say the thing that doesn't seem like something that would turn off a sexual attraction for me. Mm-hmm. Everything else considered normal relatively speaking <laughs> is fragrances there are certain fragrances oh, okay. that i'm just like no and they supposed to smell good but they just don't in some context well, that's i mean like some mango stuff i don't like no fruit stuff it's just sweet smell sweet smells make me nauseous but like i feel like that's a subjective thing what's a physical characteristic that a you just physical can't characteristic because like Fragrance is a simple fix. Just don't spray that shit on. <laughs> a physical characteristic would be. Let me think. I don't know. I mean, I can go. I can go with teeth. Oh. Uh, Cause it's gross. Like. Bad breath. Clearly. Back with the teeth. Yeah. You know. But but I it's I got a lot of wiggle room in in physical. I got a lot of wiggle room. I don't know how I would feel about somebody that was cross-eyed. I couldn't because <laughs> covering five. over the top of somebody whose eyes is just doing weird stuff. I'm five, so I'm not mature enough to deal with that. Like I'm I'm way too immature for that, and I will own that. But there's no fucking way. Like or somebody that's cock-eyed, like a Steve Buscemi type situation. I can't. I can't do it. Steve Bashimi's teeth would like. I think loose skin bigger. would be weird. What do you mean loose skin? Like somebody who used to be big but lost weight. 
And like if they land on their back and their skin just look like they melting. What up? It was a I don't know what again because Family Guy has all these cutaways. There was somebody who like lost weight and had loose skin and they like <laughs> flew away <laughs> because his skin was like wings. It was one of the little cutaways. It wasn't like a show surrounding that, but I just remember that scene. That made me think of it. Yeah, that would be kind of gross. Was it like a... It was, was it Star Jones? It was somebody black. <laughs> it was somebody... Oh, I don't know. I cannot remember who it was. Or that black news report. I can't remember his name. Ollie he Williams? definitely lost a lot of weight. Oh, no. Um, Whoever that, the dude, they the modeled Ollie Williams after. Yeah. I can't think of his name. Maybe. I know who you're talking about, though. I think that would be weird. Yeah. I ain't experienced that. When I worked at the university that I worked at before I became a, a counselor, my boss weighed, like, four, 400 pounds and, like, got the surgery and lost all his weight. And, like, and he's already, like, older, okay? He's already, like, 60, so, you know, your skin loses its elasticity as you get older anyway. So he's like 60 with already loose skin that's even looser because he lost his weight. And like, it was, it was so bad. It was so bad. Like he would wear um, long sleeves all the time, but you could still see it like in his neck or in like other places where it was just like dangly skin. It looked gross. That's what I'm saying. Like his face looked good. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just melted down. Yeah, I, th- I don't think I'd be able to deal with that. There, It'll be weird. Get surgery to like remove the excess. Kate plus eight got it. Yeah, you can get surgery. To well, I guess I don't know what it looked like on her shirt, but firm it up. I mean, I would imagine. I don't know. It got a little better than fucking flat white skin. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Would you rather? Date someone who gives you good sex but bad conversation or date someone who gives you good conversation but bad sex? Good conversation, bad sex. Sex can be a talk. Conversation cannot. It's just you either got good conversation or you don't. What if the level of that sex being taught still don't reach the good sex level of somebody who had good sex with bad conversation? I still rather have good conversation because we're going to have more conversation than we're going to have sex. It's not like we're just going to be having sex like 24 7. I'm going to have to talk to your ass more than I have to have sex with you. I agree. I'm a communicator. So I need to have conversation. Yep. And I guess it depends on what bad sex look like. I don't know what. I don't know what. I guess that's. A, it means. I guess it depends on you, right? Like, bad. It's subjective. Again, what's bad to one person would it be bad to another? So what's so, bad sex to you? I don't know. If I'm bored, I've made a grocery list before. In like your just, head? Just checking off like a grocery list. I'm not engaged. If I'm not engaged, <laughs> then yeah, that's bad. Yeah. You cannot be engaged but still be physically involved. No, but I'm saying I you I feel like you want to be physical. I don't know. My like, it was just boring. It was just terrible. My bad sex situation is somebody who is actively not involved, like just <laughs> who just gonna lay there. I mean, they'll let you twist them and move them, but they don't move none. Like you're dead weight right now. This is a problem. <sighs> like, I don't need you being dead weight. If like I'm necrophilia. <laughs> 
me feeling like Ted Bundy in this bitch. Like That's move, <laughs> swing your arms, something, make noise. You know, Jesus. and you know that's subjective. Some women make a whole bunch of unnecessary noise, and some women don't make noise when they could because they they nerd don't want it to sound like nothing happening. <laughs> subjective, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, you got to be involved to me somehow. And if I, like, I don't dirty talk just because I, one, I'm weird and awkward anyway, and y'all can't see, but these conversations make me very uncomfortable anyway. <laughs> and it's not any better, like, during sex. And plus, I just feel like I sound stupid. Like, I don't feel like I sound sexy when I say, like, dirty things. I feel like it just sounds awkward. It just sounds awkward, and I and I use the word I say stuff like vagina because I'm not gonna say that other word. And vagina is not really a sexy word. So. You gotta come up with a different word I for just it. Don't you gotta come up with a different word like a pet word where you know what it means and he know what it means. That way you get to have little secret jokes but about it. But a pet it. word is gonna. I feel like I would laugh. Like it. It would have to be a pet word that wasn't funny, and I don't know if I could come up with one that wasn't funny. That would I don't know. You can like call it Medusa. <laughs> Get into this Medusa. That sounds fucking crazy. Yeah, like, that does sound bad. <laughs> and Medusa is like a terrible. That's a terrible synonym. But she was powerful as shit. In a like she was evil. Though. But if she was good, she would still be powerful. I guess. What if Medusa was good, but just people thought she was bad because like anytime people look at her ass, they turn to stone. What if they was just misunderstanding the shit out of her? I don't like male, malefic, maleficent. I don't think she's like maleficent. Never seen that. Basically, the evil witch was not as bad as everybody. There was a reason why she was the witch. I'm just saying, you never know because every time you see her, you turn into stone. <laughs> and all the all the people that come from the town see, damn, that's my cut. That's what happened to my whole family. <laughs> this bitch is evil. But it, if you, how would you be good and have like a curse like turning people into stone? That you're evil. <laughs> that is evil. That's evil. It's evil as shit. It's terrible. Most but of the what, what if she got a curse put on her like Beauty and the Beast? And he I, just, he was a, he, I mean, he was an asshole. He was an asshole But anyway. nobody else in the castle was assholes. She turned them all into fucking, <laughs> fucking yeah, that was fucked silverware up. shit. That was fucked up. That was fucked up. I don't know. I, no, Medusa would not be a good name. But no, I've, <laughs> I've tried. You, what about Molly? Molly? Yeah, you can be like Papa Molly. And that means something sexual that all, only y'all two know. Me saying Papa Molly don't sound. You stupid. right because even saying that would implicate drugs. <laughs> no, I just I'm you not. You need good to think of a name. I can't think of anything that wouldn't be. Funny. Clearly, you're not gonna think of it right now because no. it's on the fly. But I'm gonna ask you next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna ask you again next week. What's the next one? Would you rather? Date someone you're physically attracted to, someone who is intelligent, someone who has ambition, someone who is loyal, or someone who is funny. Damn, I can't have all of those. <laughs> I think you get the way that I'm going to paint this question is you get eighty percent of one and the combination of twenty percent of the other ones. Damn. So what would I want the most of? Say the list again. Physically attracted, okay. intelligent, ambitious, loyal, or funny. 
Ah, oh, fuck. I don't know. That's too hard. Um, I don't know. So me, I'm funny. One on one. I'm not even the kind of funny that I think I am when I'm like in, in a relationship with somebody because I feel like I gauge a person <laughs> and I can cater to what they like to laugh at. And so I ain't even funny like that on the podcast or in general dialogue. But if it's me and you one on one, I'm funny. We don't need to have a uh, a funny competition. But she ain't got to be funny. funny on the podcast. Uh, but not the level of funny that I'm telling you that I am when it's one on one. with oh, people. Okay. You know. Um, loyal. What does not being loyal look like? Hoeing around. I, guess. I don't know. Anytime somebody. Well, if I'm dating somebody, that gotta be default. I mean, I rather have somebody. I don't rather have somebody dumb and ugly who don't screw around. <laughs> they screwed around because they can't. <laughs> okay, let's. <do> it. <laughs> well, it don't say that they not. It just say that I'm physically attracted to. So that don't have to mean that they no damn ten on Instagram or nothing. It just gotta be. But she only get five percent if I choose something else. Yep. <laughs> At least. Or at most. I don't know. That one's hard because. This one is hard. This one is really hard because it gives you way too many options. Options. That's the problem. Yeah. I can do without intelligence. Can you? I don't think. Compare to these other things. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Intelligence is funny. Can go. Somebody who is ambitious but not intelligent. I can deal with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like ambitious. Ambitious about. Huh? What are they ambitious about? I assume that ambitious means something as far as being goal motivated towards something they're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking about ambitious. I mean, if they ambitious about sucking meats, that's different. <sighs> I'm just saying. <laughs> that's some some people are ambitious about that. That is a terrible ambition. To have. But I assume that since this is in the context of something that's positive, ambitious just means something positive for your relationship. But ambition beats intelligence. Loyalty beats ambition and intelligence. Funny is on the bottom of the totem yeah. pole and physically attractive. I can't have 5% physically attractiveness, though. That's like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Needless to say, I would not be in a relationship with this person for very long. No. Just letting you know. No, that's way too unequal. A that's a hard one. Things. Let's yeah. go to another one. With- All of them got this other shit. Okay, I think this one is better. Would you rather date someone who is well-dressed well read, well traveled, or well connected. Well connected, because I feel like if they're connected, we could get to them other things. <laughs> if you're well connected, we could get to, we could maybe become well traveled. We might. I mean, dress. You won't be able to come well read. I mean, you got to be well read. Honestly, I don't know that I am myself, so <laughs> I don't know that I would say I'm well read. read. I do read. But like a lot of times it's like romance. Like, it's not like it ain't I'm not reading the New York bestseller list. Like, like I'm not well read. You ain't gonna walk up to me and say, Have you read the collected works of Plato and Aristotle? <laughs> uh hell no. I've seen Rick and Morty. <laughs> That's I've read the closest. The I've read the collective works of Edgar Allan Poe because I just like his morbidness. But I mean I've read some stuff, but I wouldn't classify myself as well read at all. So I wouldn't give a shit if you were well read or not, because if you were I ain't gonna better have no conversation with you about the shit. So that ain't even on my list at all. So well traveled can come from being well connected. And what's the well dressed? I ain't well dressed. I'm I live in Chucks, so you <laughs> give a fuck. Yeah, well connected is the winner. 
because the first two don't matter to me at all. The third one, I don't really care about traveling. Or I, do, I don't care about the other person, where they been. Oh, yeah. And uh, so well-connected by default. Would you rather date somebody your family like but friends hate or date somebody your friends like but family hate? <laughs> mm. That's hard because I'm only really close to one side of my family, so it would only be one side of my family that I give a fuck about, and I really give a fuck about. So I wouldn't, and I, you know, we do. We're going to. They'll get they ass roasted coming to your house. Exactly, because that's what we do. They gonna end your relationship. Because <laughs> that's what we do. So that would be a problem. And then, like with friends, I hang. I don't want to be able to hang out with my friends with you. And if my friends hate you, we can't do that. But I, I would probably rather my family just because. That would be more important to me because, you know, the trips we take and stuff together, like, I would want to be able to bring you and I would want it to not be, like, awkward where they were roasting your ass constantly. Like, it would be bad. It would be so bad. Because <laughs> that's what we do. We sit around and we roast each other anyway. And we love each other. So, like, somebody that they don't like the roasting would be fucking ridiculous. So, I would say my family and not my friends. I would just have to like hang out with my friends by myself. <laughs> now I don't know. My family like everybody. I mean, irrationally so. So I don't know what a person would have to do for my family to not like them. But either way, my family is respectful enough of me to be cordial around anybody that I would bring around. So I gotta go with friends. My uh, I would rather date somebody that my friend like, but my family hate because I don't even see my family that much. I won't see my family more than I see a bunch of friends that I'd be around. True. So going out to eat at restaurants, going to comedy shows, like for example, the way that I look at it right now, my friends are y'all. Yeah, you Cole and Shogun. Mm-hmm. So if it ain't somebody that I can have over here while we eating that y'all like, like don't like like it's gonna be a problem either i'm not gonna invite y'all here or i'm not gonna invite them here i'd rather not have that because i see y'all more than i see my family so i would rather y'all be able to get along with that person if my family was more i mean i ain't gonna say my family is disrespectful but i just would not want to have to like constantly hear that shit like he he probably wouldn't like i don't think that they would necessarily be like rude to his face (laughs) maybe <laughs> but we we go on like away trips where it's like you, you're gonna be locked up with my family for like a week <laughs> so i don't want to have to deal with the awkwardness of, of what that would entail like i feel like i could just i could still hang out with y'all and just not bring his ass that'd be a break from him anyway <laughs> well one day you're gonna have i mean i don't know how long this go i mean i would assume it mean all your friends that you ever gonna meet <laughs> don't well, like this person if if then i gotta if, if that's the case then it's like why the fuck everybody like baby you know <laughs> what the fuck why everybody don't like this nigga <laughs> like, baby, i don't need to like this nigga either like if everybody hates him if everybody hates chris then it's a problem like then i might need to be like the fuck is you doing that these niggas don't like (laughs) your problem all right this is another one with a bunch of damn responses 
Would you rather date someone with nice eyes, a nice ass, nice eyebrows, nice hair, a nice smile, or nice legs? All of those sound like female things. So the only one that I would give a shit about would be the nice smile. Yeah, I know. We do. <laughs> All of those are women traits. So I would say a smile because I don't give a fuck about any of those other parts on a dude. Ass. <laughs> if you're going to make me choose. Because everything else is... uh. I don't see you having bad everything else, you know. If you have a good ass, <laughs> I'm just saying. What kind of eyes are they got? They cock eyed like Steve Buscemi again. Like, if that's the case, I would choose eyes. You know, I, I think if that if, if it's a situation where I'm creating a person, and I get to choose one good thing, but all the other things fucked up, I wouldn't choose ass. I would have to choose something different. But I don't want nice eyes and a horrible smile either, so that'll be real hard. Yeah. But nice, it says bum. Nice bum. Is that British? Is it a British? I, I don't know. <laughs> we don't really say bum. They do. Would you rather date someone with similar political views but different interests or someone with similar interests but different political views? You could have different interests. I mean, I'm not a person that. We don't have to do everything together. So, like, if you had interests that I didn't do, just do them without me. <laughs> but the political views, like, you mean, like, if he voted for Trump or some shit? Like, I, I can't could deal, be. I can't deal with that. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't do that. So, yeah, I would rather you just have different interests. We can cultivate interests together over time. But, like, your political views are kind of <laughs> your political views. Especially by this age, they don't change drastically. Okay. Would you rather date someone who doesn't cheat? You but didn't a, answer. I didn't answer? No. Oh, oh same, similar political <laughs> views, but different interests. Uh, if you come here talking about some Trump, it's over <laughs> immediately. <laughs> if you say something positive about Trump, what you essentially just said to me is, I don't think this is going to work out. <laughs> you just much. didn't say it exactly in those words, but you, you, that's what you said. Pretty much, yes. Um... And different interests, you know. I, I'm I'm a learner. Like if you got some, if you're interested in stuff that I'm not, then I'm gonna learn about it. Yeah. Uh, would you rather date someone who doesn't cheat but is a massive flirt, or someone who isn't a flirt but is super jealous? I ain't got time for no jealousy shit. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't be dealing with that. I can't. Plus, most of my friends are dudes. That would not work at all. I can't deal with that. No, I so I, I guess the, you don't cheat, but you're a massive flirt. Somebody who doesn't cheat, but is a massive flirt. That's one of those things that look really bad from the outside looking in. Mm -hmm. Like other people gonna be like, that don't look. Is that yeah. your boyfriend <laughs> or is that your girlfriend? Yeah, over there hugged up on that dude, <laughs> and I'd be like, no, nah, that's just that's just her that's friend. Just what, that's what she did. Yeah, that's her friend. She just she she just get close to people a lot. A lot. As opposed I to. Mean. You out somewhere and she come running up. Where the fuck you? <laughs> exactly. Like, who is that bitch? <laughs> or who is that nigga? <laughs> That's like the Jamaican. <laughs> I feel like the Jamaican would be a jealous type person. <laughs> My stalker. All right, I'm going to do one more. Let me find a good one. Okay. Let me see. Here. Would you rather date someone who you fancy but doesn't fancy you oh. or date someone who fancies you but you don't fancy them? Uh, you can't date in either of those situations. Like, yes, you can. 
No, you can't. If he don't fancy me, he ain't gonna want to date me. Why you might have money. <laughs> I don't want you with me because of my money, <laughs> and I don't have money, by the way. <laughs> um, both of those sound terrible. Both of those just sound like shitty. I don't know. I guess you're right. That really, really don't make much sense. You wouldn't be able to date an either. Why would they be dating you if they don't like you? <laughs> That's all fancy means. Yeah. So. What if it's a situation where they really like head over for you, but you kind of okay with them? Uh, what if it's like somebody that's infatuated with you and you just like them enough? I mean, I versus you being infatuated with somebody and they like you just enough. I think I'd rather be the one with the power. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd rather be the one that they fucking enamored over. And you just like, eh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like every every goddamn TV show romance, like Laura and Steve Urkel shit. I see. I can't. I would feel guilty because I don't feel the same. Like I would feel bad that like I don't really. uh, I don't know. I would feel guilty. I don't know that I could like be in that situation and not like feel like shit because it's not equal. And I know you can't help how you feel. Like logically, I know that, but I would still just feel like shit. Like I feel guilty. I feel like I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but that's all. All right. Well, if you guys have a question you would like for us to answer the show, or if you see a list uh, that you think it would be fun for us to answer on the show, send that into the website, or send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail dot com. Uh, so I guess let's start off with something stupidly horrible. Um. So there was an 18-year-old girl who live-streamed her sister's death on Facebook Live. And I just, Facebook Live is, y'all showing people way too much of your fucking life. So the 18-year-old was drunk driving. Yes, she was 18 and she was drunk as fuck driving with her 14-year-old sister in the backseat and her sister's friend. The sister and the friend were not buckled in. And so the girl is live streaming while she's drunk. And then you see the accident and you see them, get, you know, getting tossed about in the car. Then the girl, the driver, picks up her phone and says, my sister, um, my sister's not moving. She's not breathing. Like, I fucking killed my sister and I'm going to jail for the rest of my life. And why would you pick up your phone and continue to live stream this shit? Like, you are looking at your sister's dead body what the fuck like facebook live instagram live all of these platforms where we're able to like in real time stream stuff in theory it's a good idea but people just use it for the most fuck shit ever like why would you do but that? i mean it's only a small fraction of people that use it like that though but it's enough that it's just like what the fuck but ain't nobody ever done this kid what killed somebody yeah yeah that's a first but like you've had people that are live streaming crime committing crimes like a dumbass like why would you show yourself beating up on a disabled dude or why would you show yourself with a girl that's very obviously unconscious you know what i'm saying like why would you do these things you're stupid it doesn't make any sense and like if i was in a car 
driving and I killed my sibling, the last thing on my mind when that car stopped rolling would have been to pick up the phone and continue to live stream. Well, maybe the goal was to pick up the phone and call the police, but she realized what was going on and she saw that the stream was still happening and she just threw some words out there. I mean, she's 18. She's clearly not smart. She did not seem concerned about like, I mean, this wasn't her screaming. I killed. She said this conversationally, like I'm talking to you right now. So, you know, I don't know. And the fucked up thing is that she survived and the other two girls did not. Part of it was because they had their uh, seatbelts on. But part of it is because drunk drivers usually survive the crash. They just do. Like, the reason being is because when you're lucid and awake and you have an accident and you see it coming, you tense up to prepare for the impact. Or just that's our natural reaction. When you're inebriated your reflexes are not operating the same way they would if you were sober so you kind of like flop along with the car and you're less likely to get severely injured so like she hopped out she was completely fine with her sister in the front i don't know for sure that the friend died but i know her sister went through the windshield like they were ejected from the car because they didn't have their seatbelts on moral of the story wear your seatbelts folks well definitely wear your seatbelt don't drive drunk. No. Don't live stream your drunk driving because and, that and don't clearly. don't live stream driving at all. Like, pay attention to the fucking road, please. Unless you got, even if you got, like, one of the um the little things that hold your phone so you're not holding it, you're still distracted by the fact that the stream is going. You're not paying attention to the traffic like you would be. And I don't want to be on the fucking road with you, to be honest. Because if you rear in me because you live streaming, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, it is. It's ridiculous. Um, And right on along with that is the couple that jumped to their death because they were in debt. Let me just say this. And this, I don't want this to sound racist, but it's like, I feel like black folks don't know how to deal <laughs> with things a little bit like being poor or like being in debt i feel like we deal with it a little bit better because we're usually kind of just accustomed to it you know what i'm saying like they leaped to their deaths together like jumped off like the ninth floor of a building because they were in massive debt you know how much student loan debt i got man you know i'll be paying that shit out till i die and then my kids are probably going to have to pick up the payments afterwards. That is not why they kill themselves. They kill themselves because other interconnected mental health issues upon which this was the catalyst. And maybe it was just a depressed couple. Maybe. Well, you know, for is it for y'all do? For fully I do. Fully I do. Madness of two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I mean, I'm sure that had something to do with it. Yeah. Like... Potentially, yeah. I mean, they just <laughs> yeah. I say that weird. <laughs> they might just be two people that's suffering from some kind of depression and have thought about suicide because you know depressed people get in relationships all the time. Yeah. You know, just well, like substance abusers, substance abusers get in relationships because they end up being in places in which they're trying to seek help from these things, and they'll end up dating dating each other at some point. They have been married um, a while, like, and they had two kids and. They left a note saying, please take care of our children. So at least they didn't, you know, take the kids with them. He was a chiropractor. 
And they were in their 50s. Oh, his name is Scarpelli. We're going to talk about Italians later on. Scarpelli. <laughs> oh, hell. We're going to talk about Italians a little later on. But um, they left behind notes that said that they could cannot live with their financial reality. Whatever what, did he, what did she do? Probably nothing. They are like living, and then they live in Manhattan, which is expensive as fuck. Like New York, in and of itself, is expensive. Manhattan is even more expensive. It's just odd that they didn't explore other alternatives first. Like you could have moved to a cheaper state. You could have moved somewhere where chiropractor, uh, being a chiropractor, would be more lucrative. Like there's a lot of things that they could have done. I mean, and they said we had a wonderful life. We had everything in life. Like they're. I feel like some more is going to come out because, yeah, you're right. They could have moved, but they couldn't have moved if he finna be caught up in some kind of fucking scandal. If he been fondling his patients or some shit and was about to lose his license and, and, and potentially do jail time. Yeah. Then he couldn't move. Like, I don't know that this is all of the story, but right now this is all that we've been given. And to leave your kids behind, both of y'all jump at the same time and just leave these kids How behind. old are they? Um, they're in their 50s. I'm not sure how old the kids were. Well, they can't be too old if they had to tell somebody to take care of them. Yeah. Clearly, they 50, so their kids could be out of their, you know, in their 20s. But Yeah. But you wouldn't usually say that about yeah. adult kids, so. I don't know that whole thing again it's like I've been struggling like like when I was at home now like it's just kind of a part of life (laughs) so it's not like something that would you know we have two different disconnects in this country as it pertains to race black people experienced a whole bunch of racism and continue to experience a whole bunch of racism whether it's you know systemic institutional individual and within the culture colorism Mm -hmm. we experience so much of that that like it is is built tough skin as it pertains to a lot of different traumas i mean it's hypothesized that there is a cultural ptsd that exists among Mm african-americans especially when you live in those those communities that have trauma constantly Mm -mm. where it's bullets shots shots ringing out all the time yeah where it's people dying every other day where it's you know police interaction all over the Mm -hmm. neighborhood and things like that like and so when it comes to general hardships it's difficult but one thing is that white people don't see that from the lens of our experience and so they can't see how we might be tougher or they can't see how we might experience those things on the other side. What we don't see is white people and their constant dealings with other racist white people, you know? And I think what that does is it desensitizes them to what racism actually does because they know what it looks like coming from white people. Mm-hmm. They don't know how it looks going to black people, you know? And so I think that's why a lot of white people are very forgiving of other white people when they be racist oh, because, yeah. hell, that's grandmama. That's Uncle Bob. Mm-hmm. That's all these different people that say shit like this, but, you know, they don't mean nothing by it. Mm-hmm. They are for, they become pacifists and forgiving of those things because they don't realize what it looks like when it's coming to us. They don't see when grandmama interact with me. They don't see when Uncle Bob interact with me. Mm-hmm. Uncle Bob called me a nigga. Grandma called me colored mm-hmm. because they don't see those things when white people doing the black people. Yeah. So I think that it goes into that same dialogue. You just, you don't see that experience from somebody else's viewpoint. 
I don't remember how I was trying to connect that to this. I think that was a side point. <laughs> okay. Uh, I had a lot of news stories. Texas team faces up to 10 years in prison after lying about being raped by three black men. Now, I don't think that she, like, named three black men, right? She said that three black men in ski masks, like, assaulted her, pulled her into the woods. One of them held her down while the other two raped her. Was she raped? No. like the, She wasn't even raped? They don't think so. The um they did a rape kit on her, um and no trauma at all was found. So it wasn't even like she had. Ha- it didn't even seem like she had had sex at all. I don't think like. And the she had cuts on her legs, but the cuts on her legs did not like match up to her jeans. So what it looks like is she like scratched her leg and then like cut her jeans, but she didn't do it like together. <laughs> so it didn't even line up. So sex, when you have sex, even the most gentle sex you can have still is going to lead to some kind of vaginal mm-hmm. tears. You can tell. Because the, the, yeah, the body, like the internal workings of our body is so delicate mm-hmm. that it can easily be shown scarring from, from sex. So to not have that at all. Yep. What motivation did she have to come out here and say three black men grabbed me and raped me with ski masks on? I have no idea. What motivation would you have to do that? And she finna get how much for time for that? Years because for uh, false making a that false That still seems like overkill. Ten years seem like overkill? Yeah. Why is that overkill? I feel like if she had, if three black men had got convicted for doing that and spent some time in jail, then ten years wouldn't be enough. But, but like filing a false filing a false report, but there's a lot of people file false reports and not like to that not not a report of being raped and have the police out here looking for for ghosts. Because well, I wonder how much. I guess I wonder how much trauma that they that those police have done to the community to justify this. Like, have they been busting in people doors, I mean, asking where they've been, arresting random black people on the street, like? I feel like the decision to convict her to 10 years would go into how hard the police been going in on the community for it. She ran into a, a nearby church in just a t-shirt and bra and underwear and said that she had been um, sexually assaulted. So later on in the month, she fessed up and told the Denison, Texas department that things from her past started going through her head and that she began cutting herself in her jeans Afraid of telling her parents, she lied about the entire encounter. You know what? <laughs> it is fucked up how expendable black men become. Mm-hmm. Like, she could have given any excuse. Mm-hmm. She could have said she got attacked by a cat in the goddamn woods. She could have. But she chose to use black men, not one, but three. It's one of them situations where you know how when a sibling knows that they other sibling gonna get in trouble by their parents mm-hmm. if they just manipulate the situation mm-hmm. because they know that their sibling can't do shit about it. Yeah. And the way that our society is set up right now, it's really easy to blame black people. It's really easy to get black people caught up in that shit. And it's really easy for you to get a, a pass for it. She's 19. I was like, because it said something about a fiance. I was like, is she a teenager? How the fuck she got a fiance? But she's 19. Uh, her fiance has distanced the fuck away from her. He's like, I ain't, 
I don't want to be with her no more. <laughs> like, I ain't know she lied. Like, and I bet. I mean, imagine when she came home and said crying and brought him into it. Said, "I got raped by three black men in the woods." Like, what would be his response? What is his response? What is a white man's response to hearing that your fiance, nineteen years old, just got pulled into the woods by three black men and raped? I'm sure he was right irate. He bought her a bunch of like a was it a gun and pepper spray? Pepper spray and a pocket knife. Well, honey, how big were the meats? I hate you so fucking. I just I'm just that's that's the beside the point. I'm just wondering. Um, I don't I don't know. So I think it's the time that they put into and the fact that. This very easily could have been a situation where they found three black men that happened to be in the area at the time. Do you know that this has happened? Like there have been what was the um those boys that Trump was speaking on the Detroit Central, eight, Park, Central Park Four. This shit happens where they get falsely accused of shit. Like now in that case she actually did get raped didn't she but it just wasn't done. Yeah, it wasn't like they they um coerced the confession out of these teenage boys and they didn't actually did, do it but this happens this absolute so this could have if it had been three unfortunate black boys hanging out in that area they absolutely would have got picked up on rape charges for no reason because you want to lie because you cutting yourself that is stupid as hell. Ridiculous. That don't make no sense at all. So yeah, she's facing ten years, which I don't think is a hard sentence. I really don't because what, what her lying could. I mean, it's been happening, Emmett Till. Like it's been happening forever. So I think they do need to get harsh sentences like this, so they will fucking stop doing that shit. You don't go and blame somebody else for some shit that you got going on and ruin their life because you can't be honest. That is not fair or right or just. So the thing is, it ain't. It don't even have to be that extreme. I mean, clearly, this is an extreme version of that shit. Mm-hmm. But the same thing happened to me when I'm in the neighborhood, when I'm in a white neighborhood mm-hmm. at a foster home. This actually happened. I might have said this on the podcast before, but I About went to being a, on the porch. Yeah, I yeah. went to a house. I was on the porch and somebody called the police on yeah. me and the family joked to me about it. They joked to me about they couldn't conceptualize what that meant for me. For me, that meant my black skin being on somebody's porch in a neighborhood meant something negative enough to somebody to call you. Yep. But what if they didn't get you on the phone? Were they going to call the police? Yep. And was the police going to buy my story of being a therapist, you know, that's at this house? It was at his discretion. Yeah. He might have believed it. He might not. He might have looked at my black ass and said, no, nah, you bald-headed black with a beard. Ain't no way you a therapist. Where your license? Well, I don't carry it with me, sir. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, I don't know. That shit happens all the time. It don't even have to be under the context of a woman saying, you know, this happened. It could be just a random neighbor calling and giving an anonymous tip that it's a black man on the porch in our yeah. community. And I don't know who it is. So, to me, false reports... False calls, problematic calls happen all the time. I feel like the reason that this is being taken so serious, because I really feel like it might have been a bunch of complaints coming from the police in the community 
or from the con from the community to the police about how the police been carrying on after this situation. Oh yeah. I just I mean, feel like that's what would happen. It's possible. That's what happened. They get aggressive. They start looking yeah. for these black men who is out here raping white girls. They don't exist, but the police are actually looking for physical people that exist for mm -hmm. it. Cause you lied. Why they had to be black? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She because couldn't say three white men and ski man. That's just, <laughs> just black people is the easiest target. That means you ain't gonna be looking for nobody in my community. That means you're gonna likely find somebody really quick. That means that they're actually gonna get acquitted. It ain't gonna be like a Brock Turner situation. Oh my god! It ain't gonna be like a situation where this white person got money. Like white people know that stuff, whether it's subconscious or not. They seen Brock Turner get off. And while they didn't overtly say that's wrong, that's bad, you know, what they thought in their head was, if I need to plant evidence, I don't need to plant on a white motherfucker. <laughs> I need to plant on a black person. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope you guys enjoyed that preview of the R. Kelly Usher album on last week. Um, uh -huh. It was kind of amazing. Um, and the reason I bring that up is because our next story is about Mr. Kelly. So remember when we talked about Bill Cosby teaching those classes on like how to deal with being accused of, of sexual misconduct? Well, R. Kelly has decided to get Bill Cosby's lawyer to represent him in these allegations about him having this sex cult. <laughs> he got Bill Cosby's lawyer. He got the lawyer that had previously represented Bill Cosby yeah. but dropped him. Mm-hmm. Which was that lady who know yes. what the fuck she's talking about. Mm -hmm. So it ain't surprising to me. But do you think she's gonna drop him as well? <laughs> I wouldn't represent If R she would have dropped him, she wouldn't have. I feel like Bill Cosby said some shit to make her say, I either can't do this based on my ethical principles or my, my own morals. And so I'm sorry I can't take you, you know, Mr. Cosby. Probably offer her a Quaalude smoothie. <laughs> but with R. Kelly, it depends. If he come in, if he sit in the room and he said, look, I need you to tell me the truth about these teens. And if R. Kelly comes with it, so when you say teenagers, <laughs> what do you like, mean? What, what do you mean? <laughs> like, if he say some shit like that, then she going to drop his ass too. But I feel like, because he's all, like, I just feel, and this is why, like, everybody has, my mom, everybody's always told me I should be a lawyer because I run my mouth and I like to debate. But the reason why I would never do that is is shit like this i would not represent r kelly i know money wise it would be amazing if you especially if you were able to like get him acquitted or what i just would not want to be connected to this motherfucker because guess what he already has said when you say teenagers what do you mean he didn't say it to her but you know that he didn't say it shit like that i wouldn't want to represent him which is why i'm not a lawyer because i don't have to deal with that shit but I would not want to represent R. Kelly, period. But the thing is, if you were a lawyer, this is the case that you would want to use to help you because he ain't doing shit wrong. And what, well, he's doing shit wrong. Yes. He ain't doing shit illegal. He's not doing Which shit is what illegal. lawyers focus on. And so, what she gonna I, do. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm not a lawyer. Because well, I would not only be able to focus on what's legal. He's wrong as fuck. Well, that makes this a win for her. And that makes anybody that have these kind of troubles a good market for them to call her to do that business. So it depends. I mean, I you guess. know, some lawyers just trying to make a career for themselves. Yeah, and I mean, I get that. Johnny I, Cochran made a name for himself. <laughs> get OJ off. True. And he murdered somebody. Yeah. 
He was able to put up a whole bunch of journey Cochran firms across the country and get paid for that after that situation. So, I mean, I get. I, I'm just saying because of that, I I would not be able to like put bills in my career before all of the young girls. I'm sure R. Kelly been out here fucking over. Like, yes, this situation is not one where he didn't done some illegal shit, but I feel like we all kind of know he didn't did. Like, I just couldn't. I could not. I personally could not represent him. But that's why I'm not a lawyer because I feel very strongly about shit. And so because of that, I wouldn't be able to put that on the back burner so that I could get the publicity of representing R. Kelly in this sex cult scandal shit. Or representing Bill Cosby. Well, she didn't even want to represent Bill, but or representing Bill Cosby with this, you know, drug and women shit. <laughs> like, I wouldn't want no kind of cases. Like, I just wouldn't. Like, I know fame-wise it would help you out. You get great business after that. But, like, I just... Depends on what you're looking into. You're in a... You're in a social field in which you at least value somewhat the experience of humans. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I don't expect you or me to be able to look at that situation as what we do and say that we would be able to, you know... Work with R. Kelly, work with Bill Cosby. Because we work with the victims of them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I work with the people on the other side of what the fuck he is or isn't or may be doing. And in knowing how that impacts the victims, I, I just can't, I'm so, I can't get with it. I'm sorry. Fuck you, R. Kelly. <laughs> like, fuck that nigga. But he ain't doing nothing illegal. He might be. He Blade might be beating hand. up on their women. He might be. Who knows? That's Damn. illegal. Can't beat up on people. My last little thing is just Rick Ross still out here saying fuck shit. So he made a comment that, you know, he don't have a woman on MMG because yeah, he he don't know that he would have been able to help her career without fucking her. And of course, people got upset. Then he came back and issued an apology. But my thing was, who the fuck is surprised? This is the same nigga who had a lyric put a Molly all in her drink and she ain't even know it, which is what Bill Cosby was doing. So like. Who the fuck is surprised that, that Rick Ross actually said some shit like this? Like, well, the more problematic part about what he said is the fact that he know he would have sex with that person. You know, he's not even considering that they wouldn't want to have sex with him, which would essentially be rape anyway. Yep. If he just knows he's going to assert himself on that person. Mm -hmm. But furthermore... I, mean, I guess it's good that he knew that enough to not... Well, who's to say he didn't do it? Maybe he know from experience that he can't do it. But it also plays into that context of rape culture, too, because he's just a man acting as if he can't control upon his own impulses. And you got politics right and legislation pertaining to that rhetoric about men not having the impulse like Mike Pence, you know, not having not taking meetings with other women without his wife being there like. You really can't control yourself in that situation. You know, it's, it's like. Y'all are just animals, apparently. Don't just bring me here. into this shit. I'll be telling you. Don't bring me into that. I mean, clearly I'm a man, but I ain't on that other shit. People be killing me acting like it's this uncontrollable thing. Like, oh, because you see a girl that, that drank so much that she passed out. You just got to put it, put yourself on her. Like. She was there. Like, why wouldn't I have sex with somebody that's lying there unconscious? Like, why would you, bitch? Like, why would you? Like, it's just crazy the leeway that men get as far as rape culture is concerned and, like, how it's like, well, they can't help themselves. 
that's just what they do <laughs> like that's just how men are like no no it's not it's what they're choosing to do and what y'all are allowing them to get away with they absolutely 100 percent can fucking control themselves they yep. choose not to and y'all choose to allow them to not have any repercussions for that so fuck you rick ross but i really don't feel too strongly about it because i said fuck you about that whole molly line like i was done with him at that point so again i'm not surprised that he said no shit like this and like i said i've said this time and time again celebrities if you're gonna say some shit double down and stand on it don't come back giving us apologies that you don't mean you said what you said and you meant what you said i said what i said i said what i said don't come back give us this bullshit ass apology because we all know you're not sorry you sorry people got mad and got in your ass about it that's what you're sorry about you're not actually sorry or feel any remorse or feel anything was wrong with what you said because if you did you wouldn't have fucking said the shit my nigga again you we've been through this with you before rick we went through this with you and the molly shit so at this point if it was because you do you didn't know any better you should know better it's not you know what you said you said what you said just stand by that shit Go on some with that fuck ass apology because I'm not buying it. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. That's all I have. All right. So, waited to the end to talk about all my stuff because it's political. It's basically politics. Because so um, much has been going on. I guess this section or this segment is supposed to be more so to inform everybody about what's what's going on if you've been seeing a bunch of these different things going on in the media and we're gonna start with the transgender ban now clearly what's been going on with trump is that he's been finding a whole bunch of different ways to distract from when something is going on and so it's just so surprising when some random tweet pop up when some new article come out when he could about something that he needs to address he put something out to have people talking about this. Yep. Uh, the first thing he did earlier on this week was talk about the transgender ban, that transgender people were not going to be able to operate uh, in the military in any capacity. And uh, he talked to some generals and high-ranking people that helped him come up with this this decision. Which we later found out. None of that is true. <laughs> Pentagon didn't know. Nope. His... Uh, his uh, chief administrators didn't know like nobody knew who has he talked to well and it now he did there was conversation about as far as like the surgeries and stuff but it hadn't gone far enough where they had even decided or figured out how to even implement those those specific like things like that they wouldn't pay for like reassignment surgery but yeah. well they've been doing research about that i mean they had what happened was whatever position is at the top of the army up on the chief staff, mm-hmm. the I don't know the name of it, but whatever that position is, was given six months to do research on what's going on with uh, the transgender mm-hmm. individuals in the military. And yeah, they have assignment reassert, uh, reassignment surgery and hormones and things that they take, but they spend five times more on Viagra and Cialis. What the fuck are all these men in the military taking my I saw that and I was like, it's a lot of Viagra pills being pushed to the military. You know, erectile dysfunction is highly connected with stress. You know, so I mean, when you're in a position like the military in which the stress level may be high, Mm -hmm. then you're going to have them issues. Let me just say this, folks. I I think we... And the media does this a lot. You have to make sure that you look at things in context. Because out of context, saying that it's like, you know, five 
million dollars on gender reassignment situ like surgery and the hormone replacement sound like a lot but when you look at the fact that they have like a 500 billion dollar um uh budget that is a very small portion so on its own the number sounds huge but when you look at how much out of their budget it actually is it is not a lot so you have to make sure that you know the context of things because people take things out of context because it pushes their agenda but it's a small percentage of what the military budget is and they only put out the the actual number because it sounded like a lot and people are going oh my god five million dollars it is a lot but not in the context of what their whole budget is it's not and i mean how many other people in the military are taking medications yep taking some kind of shots taking something i mean they don't do it on the battlefield Mm -mm. and you know it's very, very invalidating and disrespectful to talk about being combat ready because what does that even mean? Yeah. It makes it seem as if transgender people for some reason aren't combat ready for in some context, which I don't even know by default that means. means that he's connected it to them being transgender. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know what that really means. That I don't, he's crazy. Like, what does that mean? So, but we ain't that ain't even the big question That's not <laughs> the big question is who should be able to serve in the united states military because this is the same argument they gave about black people mm-hmm. the same argument they gave about women mm-hmm. the same argument they gave about lgbt yep we have a volunteer army if you are an american that is willing to serve your country and can complete basic training physically fit enough to complete basic there are people who are male that can't complete basic training shit my ass can't (laughs) it's not like they letting anybody of anybody in basic training determines whether you are military grade individual what was that uh what was the the lady's name that was like put me in a room with him and let him tell me to my face i can't remember her name but it's a it's a military it's a trans military navy seal yeah she was like put me in a former navy seal and tell me that i'm not combat ready i would love to see that she's (laughs) trained to extract a dictator from somewhere if she needs to yep right so but from my perspective if you're willing to put a gun in your hand to protect my freedom i don't give a rat's ass what you got nope. if you are fit to join the military by the standards that the military has defined yep. which is through basic training then i'm okay with you doing it i don't give a rat's ass what color you is what creed you is nationality origin sex i don't care about any of that if you're willing to do it do it all the time that like go to basic training and don't complete because they can't complete you know what i'm saying so it's not like we just let whoever say i want to join the military okay come on you in i mean there are there are things that they have to go through in order to become members and if you're able to get through those jump through them hoops and 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 run those miles and whatever the fuck else you have to do in basic training then you've proven that you're combat ready because ain't that the whole fucking point of basic is to get your combat ready like yeah he's an idiot but it's this is confusing. a distraction it's a distraction from the shit that he don't so, want us to actually i'm streamlining about. all this this is a distraction from some of this stuff i'm going to talk about yeah. one jeff sessions and how he's been communicating with self jeff sessions now there has not been a situation that i could conceptualize where i would have a tiny bit of I don't want to say remorse, but sympathy 
for Jeff Sessions and how this going. And there's not many instances where I could say that I would agree with something that Lindsey Graham talked about <laughs> because we all know Jeff Sessions is trying to roll back a whole bunch of civil rights yep. stuff going on, and he's still trying to do that in that job. Yep. So if he get fired or reassigned, I personally wouldn't care. But if you're choosing the worst of two evils, the way Trump is carrying on about this situation, it gotta be it gotta suck to be Jeff Sessions. I well, don't feel bad for him. They got to suck. As my grandma would say, if you lay down with dogs, you're come away with fleas at some point. Not my dogs, but dogs in general. Like, I well, just, your dogs count in dogs in general. You know that, right? No, they don't have fleas, though. They're well taken care of dogs. Whatever. Even though Kingston won't be intact after Wednesday. But anyway. Whatever. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> So but Jeff says just laid down with the devil. Like, what Lindsey Graham said was, if Je if Donald Trump fires Jeff Sessions, there's going to be hell to pay. You know, because all of this all reeks of trying to do something to influence this Russian investigation. Mm -hmm. And so what it looked like now is that okay, I'll go to this in a second. Uh, so next. The big overarching thing that's been going on is the health care. We want to replace and repeal. Oh, no, we can't replace and repeal because <laughs> the replacement didn't work. So now we just want to repeal. Okay, we didn't get a chance to repeal. Okay, well, we want to do a, a skinny repeal. repeal. <laughs> okay, that didn't pass. Nope. So I don't know what they're doing next, but the reason it didn't pass is because John McCain came in with the thumbs down on their ass. He came in and said thumbs down. Right now, after he, he don't get no up. fucking kudos nope, for that as far not. as I'm concerned. Nope. But he still came in with the thumbs down. He yeah. did the right thing when it mattered. Because what happened was upon the repeal and replace, he put a thumbs up. Mm -hmm. But upon the skinny repeal, he put a thumbs down. But on the other one, it still wasn't enough senators going along with the the uh, just repeal mm -mm. for John McCain's thumbs up. The Matt, John McCain thumbs up the matter. But the reason I think it make a difference is because John McCain had uh, a tumor removed from his brain recently, yeah, brain in which he cancer. found out he had brain cancer. Mm -hmm. And so running around with that big ass scar on his forehead. And so he got a lot of press about it because of that. Now let me tell you what that means to me. In the context of a healthcare debate, where they were about to take care of health, take away healthcare from a lot of people, mm -hmm. you had John McCain, who two weeks ago uh, was diagnosed with a tumor, which probably explains why he had that weird ass uh, session hearing and was answering all them weird questions. Oh yeah, it was probably was something had something yeah. to do with that. But two weeks ago, he got diagnosed with a tumor. A week ago, they took the tumor out, and the following week, he was back in the Senate ready yep. to vote. That's what good ass congressional health care look like, people. Because a person out here living a regular, like uh, lower middle class, no, that is not what that was. Even a like. person with insurance, uh -uh, a person no. with regular insurance, yeah, would have no. died before yep. they got that surgery. Yep. Like with insurance, with what they're trying to tell you that you're supposed to have. Mm -hmm. And so, this is a side note from that, but. I watched an interview with Lil Boosie. Don't like Lil Boosie. Don't care about Lil Boosie. The message that he has for the youth is pretty reckless. Shitty. Yeah. But I do understand that that's about his life, his experiences, and from his limited scope. Now, Lil Boosie was diagnosed with cancer when he was about 20 years old. My, my age. No, I think he was about 19 or 20 years old. And... No, no, no. He was diagnosed with diabetes when he was 19. Cancer when he was in his 20s. Okay. Um, he had three aunts and an uncle that 
lost their lives to cancer. Mm-hmm. And he just told his whole story about getting cancer, how he was scared. He cried. He was like, I ain't no scary dude, but I, I was scared. And that he create don't cry like that, but like he cried. He he's lost people to this thing. Mm-hmm. And it ain't nothing you can do about it. It's different from being scared of somebody out there on the street or mm-hmm. not scared of that person versus something internally that's that's hurting you that you can't even target or pinpoint or fight back against. It's just killing you. Mm-hmm. You know? And he went to the best of the best doctor and his cancer was 2.8 inches at about seven inches. They can't do surgery at seven inches. Is, is, is you going to die mm-hmm. at some point. It was kidney, kidney, uh, renal stage one renal something. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't have insurance, but they told him that the surgery cost $85,000 Damn. and we won't be able to do this for this surgery for three months. Damn. He said, I got cash. He came back with $85,000. They did the surgery in four days. But what he talked about in that was people don't got that kind of money yeah, for surgery. And he said, no. even if he had insurance, it only pay for a quarter of that. Yep. And he said, people are out here dying yeah. because they don't have that. He said, I'm, I'm blessed to have been able to have that money to do that. But everybody don't have that access. Most people don't have that access. Lil Boosie had that money. John McCain had congressional health care. But mm-hmm. see, in the context of what the Republicans trying to do, they're not considering how hard it is for people that have these ailments to get health. Because they don't care. Well, that's fine. It's okay to not care. But what I want them to say is we, we don't, don't care. care. I don't yeah. want them to say this is going to help everybody. No, I want them to not. say, <laughs> well, if you can't afford it, we don't give a rat's ass. We're yeah. trying to help the people who need the most help financially because that's our goal. We're not trying to help people that need help physically. Yep. If that was the case, we'll be trying to give everybody health care. We're trying to help the people that's going to vote for us. And that's the middle class who, mind you, can't afford health insurance. And they just mad because they got to pay 50 more dollars, 100 more dollars when the alternative is people on the bottom dying. Yep. You're going to get a discount, middle class, but more people on the bottom are going to die to your discount. I just yep. want you to know that. Mm-hmm. So that goes into Tommy Loren, who recently got fired from Glenn Beck's network. This bitch. What's the name of his network? Blaze. Blaze Network for her opinions on uh, abortion, abortion, which is really odd because the Republicans... Uh, claim that they are the freedom of speech people but you can't really have freedom of speech if it's against what we want it to be not if you pro-choice though it's freedom of speech unless you somehow being pro-choice and her and chelsea handler had a little dialogue where it came out that she is on her parents insurance and the only reason that she's of age to be on her parents insurance is because the affordable care act pushed it up to 26 i'm not surprised so she's sitting over here arguing and demonizing the uh, uh obamacare and she is Benefiting in essence capitalizing it. Yeah. on it herself mm-hmm. that's just hypocrisy mm-hmm. at its finest and i think that a lot of republican rhetoric is rooted in hypocrisy i think uh i think and just to be fair i think that democratic talking points are riddled with irrational hopefulness you know, because that's the thing about the Republican and Democrat Party. I think that Republicans look too far in the past for solutions to a present that is clearly different in the past. Mm-hmm. And I think Democrats look too far in the future for for solutions that are clearly not solutions that are going to 
help right the present. Yeah. You know, and so we got two parties that are on these extreme ends of the spectrum, not knowing how they're going to communicate. And so that's how you get those dynamics of communication and dialogue and no bipartisanship. But you got people who don't want Obamacare to exist when they don't really know what they voting down. They don't know what they're trying to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Clearly, Tommy Loren, one of the people who was fucking up advocate for get rid of it and talking shit about it didn't even know so how little do people on fox news know how little do all of the politicians that advocate against it know they ain't read every little bit of of that Mm -mm. so this goes into i mean this is pretty much separated but the boy scout speech that donald trump gave (laughs) who the hell wants to talk about politics and then he proceeds to talk about politics the entire time Apparently, for all intents and purposes, the president of the United States is the president of the Boy Scouts of America. I didn't know that. I just found it out. And he's the honorary president. Every president is the honorary president of that organization. And every president that's come before him has it's, it's been kind of an unspoken rule not to make this political because you're dealing with kids. You're dealing with people that don't even have the ability to vote. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing Donald Trump came out talking about was that, you know, your last president didn't come and do this. Which was not technically true. He didn't physically come, but he did, like, Skype in because he was doing... I mean, he was being fucking president at the time that the Jamboree was going on, and he couldn't be there physically. But he did Skype it in, and he did talk to them. He disparaged the media during this situation. He... Talked uh, about his win, talked about the crowd. Glorified <laughs> wealth and status. He badmouthed and discredited those who disagree with him. He did all of these things in the context of a small, impressionable group. And a bunch of psychiatrists have just talked about what the effects of that was. So Mm -hmm. they essentially said that these kids and our brains are still in the process of development and are easily more influenced by emotion rather than logic. They are drawn to positive male role models and follow them with passion. They're influenced strongly by desire to be a part of a group regardless of moral intent and are fiercely loyal to each uh, other and their leaders which means that the kind of rhetoric that donald trump gave out is something that it would be very easy for those boys to follow Mm -hmm. the problem is that donald trump don't recognize his rhetoric as a negative one Mm -hmm. he don't recognize it as one that is problematic but that's what you get when you have a ceo running a bit running america rather than somebody who actually values the people and the biggest problem in the context of that is that the Boy Scouts had to release an apology for that mm-hmm. because the Boy Scouts of America are the Boy Scouts of America. It consists of a bunch of different cultures, a bunch of different groups of people that have diverse upbringings and backgrounds. They don't all support Donald Trump ideals. They don't all support the fact uh, uh, the fact that he's saying that fake news is a thing. And I'm not saying that the fake news is the fact, but it's a fact that he's saying it's the fake news. Yeah, You know, so that's problematic and so when the boy scouts of america have to apologize for the speech that the president gave then what does that look like Mm -hmm. it's just setting a very bad precedent for kids coming up and that that's what the transgender brand ban has done too imagine kids wanting to be a part of the military yep imagine what it looked like for lgbt and trans kids and not only that but any kids who think that the president can just change whatever they want about the military yep you know that that's ass why would you want somebody who can do that you know but you know either way we got somebody that do that uh so a bunch of psychiatrists talk about the effect that this can have on kids this takes me into the goldwater rule 
mm-hmm. you ever heard of that? Because uh, you told me about it earlier. I told you about it before the show. <laughs> yeah. So, a senator with the last name of Goldwater was running for president. He was running against... I can't remember the president he was running against. But he had a very aggressive campaign and a lot of problems that eventually kept him from getting elected. Mm-hmm. But USA Today released an article about him that said like 129 psychiatrists agree that this man is not psychologically fit mm-hmm. to run office. And he sued the publication and won $75,000. What came behind that by the uh, APA was that no professionals can give input about their what diagnoses they think a public figure has mm-hmm. without evaluating that person mm-hmm. that that was the rule uh and so now since donald trump is the president a lot of people are questioning the logic behind that mm-hmm. because while you can't diagnose somebody formally unless you evaluate them a lot of the reasons that you think a person person needs to be evaluated is because of observable behaviors. Yep. And Donald Trump is doing a lot of things that we can observe. So if you see somebody across the street with a tinfoil hat on spinning circles in the middle of the street, banging a pan with a spoon, you don't say, I can't say nothing about that person <laughs> because I hadn't evaluated them. What you can say is the behaviors that they are exhibiting are similar to behaviors of these other things. And this is what you do. One, including stay away from his ass because you don't know what he's going to do. So the things that Donald Trump is doing, the things that he is saying, the impulsivity with which which he's doing them, people are coming to question whether we can do that or not. And what the not the American Psychological Association has said, but the American Psychiatrist Association has said is that you can talk about public figures observable behavior the apa still maintains that they stand behind the goldwater rule Mm -hmm. in terms of y'all just don't talk about them it's just just the best you know and i understand that part but because of how dangerous it's a lot of crackpot psychiatrists out here yeah who will say a bunch of crazy stuff Mm -hmm. and it'll make the whole profession look bad so i understand like the doctor that said that you know, there's a such thing as legitimate rape, and then that <laughs> exactly. You know, or this ain't psych- psychological, but it is psychological. The doctor that came out talking about autism. Oh my god! And, uh, and the uh, vaccinations. Vaccinations. Ugh. Like those things can become problems if not checked. Yep. You know, but it's a difference between giving somebody a diagnosis yep. and talking about an observable behavior. Talking about things that you can observe that yep. those people doing. Because shit, the diagnosis stems from most of the diagnoses for for the different disorders stems from having nine or five out of nine observable characteristics over time. Yeah, like that's how you get the diagnosis is by you know they they have tests and stuff, but like a lot of it is observable behavior. It's in what you do and what you say and how you act. And another thing is Donald Trump, if he sat down with a psychiatrist and told a psychiatrist all the things that we've already seen as far as he's done and in books if that's the only thing that he told a psychiatrist the psychiatrist is going to diagnose him with narcissistic personality disorder <laughs> yes. you know it's not like the things that we see and that we know about that person are in a bubble and don't get to be what that person consists of if they get evaluated nope. if donald trump get evaluated and he tells all the stuff that we know 
That's what it's gonna be. He literally cannot. He went to go and talk to Boy Scouts. He literally cannot not talk about himself. He can't. He he. That should have been a speech about them working hard and reaching goals and all of this shit. And instead, it became a speech about him. Just like all his speeches become about him. Because he's incapable of not doing that. I don't think he can. I don't think he physically can give an entire speech and not bring up something about himself. And I think that because he's president, the something about himself is his the crowd size and the supposed things he's accomplished since he became president and his win, his margin of win. But I, I fully believe But before he ran for president, he was doing this when he was going and doing business deals. He was absolutely talking about his success. He can't not talk about himself. He can't. He has a disorder where he can't. Like it's he can't. The boy crazy. He is. Okay, so this is this is a bit disconnected, but it's talking about the inner administration changes that's going on in the White House. Okay, Reince, which that is a weird fucking name. It's like they wanted to name their kid Ryan, but they also wanted to name him Rice. <laughs> you know, like Reince. We'll name him Reince. Reince Priebus has been Donald Trump's chief of staff. Mm-hmm. Right? That means he's responsible for all of the staff under Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. He's the chief of staff. Mm-hmm. If you watch Scandal, that is... Oh, uh, the white man. Oh, white man. God dang it. I can't believe his name left me like that. Um... Cyrus. Cyrus. Mm-hmm. He's responsible for everything. He going to the president. He answers, he's responsible for all of the staff. That's what his goal is. What has happened is Anthony Scaramucci. <laughs> the Mooch. Is the new communications <laughs> director of Donald Trump's administration. Slash Italian mobstones. <laughs> now John Kelly is the new Homeland Security Secretary. Right? Mm-hmm. He, he's the old Homeland Security Secretary. So what happened is, Wrights being the chief of staff, he's been responsible for who could get hired. Mm-hmm. And so Anthony Scaramucci has called Wrights Priebus out for that by saying he clock cock blocked me for six months from getting this position. Ooh, now, fuck. I just want you to understand that language that he used immediately upon coming in as the communications director. And that is, no, he had, and he actually said that. That is not an exaggeration. He said that. Anthony Scaramucci, <laughs> who has self-proclaimed himself as the mooch, mind you. <laughs> He's such an Italian mobster. Listen, he is a family guy Italian. He is. He is a family guy Italian. Have you ever seen how family guy portrays Italian sometimes? That's the mooch. That's the mooch. Exactly what that is. <laughs> He's such a caricature. It's just. This whole thing feels like a Saturday Night Live skit. Like, Scaramucci is a caricature of, like, an Italian. That's what he is. He's a fucking living, breathing A Wall Street, New York Italian. I mean, and and that has implications. First, Italians, stereotypically, when you see them in places, are pretty aggressive. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and then when you add the component of a New Yorker, you got aggressive and impatient. Mm-hmm. And then when you add a component of Wall Street, you got cocky. Yep. And he got all of that shit <sighs> wrapped up in a package that look exactly like him. So it's a horrible rap. It's so funny. 
So <laughs> now let me tell you the, let me tell you about Rice Priebus. Rice Priebus has absolutely no backbone. Nope. It's reported that Donald Trump asked him to remove a fly from the Oval Office at one point. You know how low that somebody have to think of you to ask them to remove a fly? He could have had his secretary. He could have had anybody. Hey, call one of them staffers in here. It's a fly flying around. I want them to get some FaceTime with the president and try to get this fly. He called his chief of staff in there, if this is true, to get a fly. But how Rice Priebus talks, he really do seem like he was some, he's somebody that would get ran over which means he's also still somebody that wouldn't be able to get a handle on the staff. So it looks like he's going from somebody who is uh, not able to get hold of the staff to somebody who on the far extreme of that, which is a four-star general. John Kelly mm-hmm. ain't going to be taking no fly order shit from no Donald Trump. No. And so Donald Trump is not is going to be in his best interest to do it. But when I was thinking about John Kelly, I started thinking about Triple X State of the Union. I don't know if you remember that movie. I only saw it had Ice Cube in it. It had Samuel Jackson, and it had what's the old man that played? He played in Spider Man. He played the Hobgoblin in Spider Man. He got the weird face and eyes. He's playing um, Ryuk in the new Death Note. You don't know shit about Death Note. Damn it. I really want to go look up his name. Uh, it's on the edge of my tongue. Okay. But go on with the... No. Why does it remind you of that? <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. William Defoe. Okay. William Defoe. He, he backstabbed the president. He basically was a general who, in that movie, was setting up a big attack on the White House so that the president would get kidnapped and killed and the vice president would get kidnapped and killed and so he would be in charge. I mean... You know? <laughs> and so... I don't know. I, I'm just saying that... I mean. The reason it made me think about that was because he is the level of general that would expect order, that would expect some people to get in line and that would want them to do that. I wouldn't want that to happen because that gets rid of trump and pence but then we have ryan paul ryan would be president then. well i'm not even talking about him yeah, doing yeah, that i'm I just know. talking about like yeah i know the, t- the degree to which he would call for order would be that level but on the flip side a person becomes a four-star general because they have a long-standing history of following people's orders as well yeah but once you get to being a four-star general you don't have to do that anymore but you do respect the process though you do, but you know, Trump doesn't respect the process. But that's the thing, though. <laughs> he was, I imagine that all the generals will still respect the leadership process of Trump being the commander-in-chief. I just don't know if they would do it at the cost of calling him on stuff that they don't think is right. And I would hope somebody like John Kelly would do that. But you know what? It is still Trump. I he mean, pr- I, I would like to also insert here that Scaramucci is also why Sean Spicer quit. Because he was not in agreement with him coming on board because he felt like Scaramucci don't know what he's doing, which very obviously he was right. And he felt like he would be doing the job of press secretary and communication director because he would end up picking up the slack and he wasn't in agreement. So he left because he left right before Scaramucci came in. So he had talked to Donald Trump. Like there were multiple people who were like, no, Scaramucci don't need that's not a good fit. 
But Donald Trump is Donald Trump. And he just was like, the mooch is in. <laughs> the mooch is coming. I feel like the mooch was hired to keep as much stuff off of Trump, too. I feel like Trump knew he was going to be out here wilding like this. But that ain't going to keep stuff off of Trump. It ain't going to keep stuff off of Trump. <laughs> it's going to defuse it, though. It'll, it'll split it up. But Anthony Scaramucci being the communication director, <laughs> he came out originally and said, hey, uh, these are my financial disclosures through a whole process. They got leaked. And so he became infatuated with finding leakers and he called Wrights Priebus out as a leaker. Knowing that he already had beef with Wrights Priebus, mm -hmm. he's trying to make it seem like it had nothing to do with that, but it clearly had something to do with that. Not only has he done that, but he came out and said something about, I'm not Steve Bannon. I'm not trying to suck my own cock. Like <laughs> the fact that he coming out talking like this, like it's ridiculous. It is like a Saturday Night Live skit. Saturday Night Live don't even say cock. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Shit. They, I mean, it's getting to a point where they can't even do a sketch of this because it's a sketch in of itself. There's nothing more for them to do. The communications director came out before a sea of reporters not only did he say cock it's the way he used it to to downgrade what is steve bannon's title he's done advisor advisor senior advisor <laughs> it it it's just unreal it's unreal it's just it's crazy and because of all of this his wife wants a divorce from him he sold his Wall Street business just to be able to get close in this position to the president. Scaramucci wants to divorce his wife? No, his home? wife, Scaramucci's wife wants to divorce him because of this, <laughs> what she calls this blind ambition to get into the White House with Donald Trump, which she don't agree with Donald Trump being the president. And so him going in this direction has cost him his marriage, and he ain't even denied it. He just asked for respect to his family. And to that I say, sir, I don't know what the hell you thought being a public figure meant. <laughs> but you're a public Respect. figure. All of that shit is up for grabs. You You did this shit to your family. And then when you come out here saying shit cock twice and, and all of this book Yeah, your people that no, you're gonna get talked about a lot. A Getting whole roasted, lot. boy. All the time. Like and then you call yourself the mooch. You call yourself the mooch. I know it's just he sounds like a sopranos character or some I shit know. He does. godfather he like a hitman. you need to go see the mooch <laughs> oh you don't want me to have to send the mooch yeah if you send the mooch it's gonna be a problem <laughs> oh he sound like a bookie you know what i'm saying like you better pay the mooch back because but you know what worst word to use a mooch is somebody who take who skims shit from other people Look at your mooching ass. If black folks call you a mooch, you fucking up. Yeah, well, that's Kingston's nickname. <laughs> he has a different reason. Why I never knew that. That his nickname was the mooch or why? You've never heard me call him mooch? Hell no. I call him mooch all the time. I know I ain't know you call me mooch because I would have thought immediately Kingston when I heard the mooch on the news. <laughs> I didn't. I call him mooch, but it's not. It's because when I got him and he was doing puppy things, I didn't want to be screaming. Mutt! It's a, it's a, it's a, it's like a, it's a combination of mooch, or a pooch and mutt. He's my mooch. 
Why would you ever call him a mutt? Because he was getting on my damn nerve and keeping but is me he up a mutt? and shit. He's not. He's a purebred, but it's 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 a derogatory dog term. So. He can't understand words. He can't. But I felt bad for calling him mutt, so he became mooch. He's pooch and mooch. You know, you could have used any link word in the English language to represent a bad word I wanted for him it. outside of a word that's actually bad. Yeah, but I turned a bad word and made it good. Mooch. You didn't turn a bad word and make it good? Mutt and it's not it's not mutt, it's mooch. It's but I know that it's a combination between pooch, which is a good word, and mutt, which is not. He's mooch. So I call him mooch. And he comes and responds and answers to me. That's like using Negro instead of nigger. <laughs> you know that, right? <laughs> Yes, it I is. You took a word. word that you took a word that isn't socially acceptable and made it acceptable enough for people not to be mad, <laughs> but to be irritated at least. Nobody gets irritated when because they just think it's a cute pet. T- they don't t- know t- that it's a combination of a Pooch. word that means mixed breed, uh-huh. which is essentially a light skinned person. <laughs> and something else like and a pooch he's he's mooch but he wrong, like mulatto like, <laughs> yeah that'd be bad he he answers to mooch like because he he would answer the cupcake he, <laughs> he would answer the brick <laughs> he would answer the seahorse you can I, say anything i'm saying i've been calling him mooch for so long <laughs> that if i'm in another room and i say mooch come here he'll come here or he he answers to Mooch and Kingston, and I call him both interchangeably. Remy doesn't have a nickname yet. I'm working on one. He'll get one too. That's still horrible. That's his nickname, though. His nickname is Mooch, but not the Mooch. He's not. He's not the Mooch. If I called you Red, like before that was your name, if I called you Red, mm-hmm. and you asked me one day, why do you call me Red? And I was like, oh, it's a combination of your red hand, crazy ass motherfucker. That's just, you know, red. You would not like that name. No, no more. <laughs> you can't use it being a positive thing now but he'll because never of what know. is. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have known if you called him Seahorse. I wasn't, he wouldn't know what the fuck a seahorse is. Well, seahorse wouldn't have made me feel better when I was yelling at him. That would have made me laugh. See who your seahorse ass. Well, you like, could have called him something negative that ain't correlated with something that already exists with him. Like a mutt. Like that's already something that's bad as it pertains to dogs. Yeah. But he's not actually a mutt. Remy's a mutt. That's what that's the problem. But it's like a derogatory dog word. There's not another derogatory dog word. Mutt is it. You could have called him bitch. That ain't derogatory because it's it's actually a word that goes with dog, but we know that it has negative connotations as we are people. But he's so you could have used that. He's not a girl dog, though. He ain't a mutt either, is he? (laughs) (laughs) His nickname is Mooch. It just isn't the Mooch, and it's not like Scaramucci. But yeah, his nickname is he i can't believe it all this time because you know me like we like i think i already had kingston but i had just got him he was a puppy i've been calling him mooch forever and i call it interchangeably sometimes i'll say kingston sometimes i'll be like mooch come on come on mooch Mm-mm. never heard his nickname's mooch that's horrible <laughs> but not the mooch that's bad that's a horrible <laughs> nickname <laughs> Anyway, the federal court ruled that public officials cannot block social media users because of their criticism. So if any public official is using their Twitter or their Instagram or their Facebook as a public means of communicating, they can't block you because they disagree with your viewpoint because that turns into first 
uh, amendment discrimination. So Donald Trump can't block folks no more. He can't drop block people from the POTUS Twitter. But uh, he uses his Donald Trump Twitter to tweet out things. He doesn't really use the POTUS. Like the transgender ban tweet came from Donald Trump. He didn't do that. As but a that's POTUS. also why the military ain't regarding that as official <laughs> policy change. Because it came from. Because it came from one. It came from Twitter generally. I Two. Was it just came from his say, personal it account. It should be because it came from Twitter at all. Like even if he had done it from the POTUS account, that is not how you change policy. <laughs> well, the thing is, when he says something that is policy. People act like like Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Sean Spicer when he was on. They act like this is his way for him to come communicate with all of the Americans. Mm -hmm. But you know what? It's really only to communicate with all the Americans that follow him and the one that he don't have blocked. And that's a problem. When it's positive, they try to use it for how it it reaches everybody. When it's negative, they make it seem like it ain't nothing. Oh, that, you know, why you using Twitter? And they take his tweets and they make them seem like this, this, that, this, that, that. Because he tweets all the fucking time. Like, and you you don't even have to follow. I definitely don't follow that motherfucker. But the thing is, his tweets are so outlandish that they make the news, that they're on CNN, that they're everywhere. So, like, him blocking folks don't even fucking matter because guess what, Trump? Your shit is so crazy. You don't have to follow you to see screen caps of the fucking tweets. Like, it don't even make sense for him to block nobody. Because you don't have to follow him to see his tweets. Because he constantly tweeting out dumb shit. And so CNN is posting it. And the New York Times is posting it. And the Daily Mail is Everybody posting them fucking tweets. Every time he tweets something. So him blocking people is stupid. They still got access, Donald. <laughs> Dumbass. And one thing that a lot of people don't, probably don't remember, but they used to call Barack Obama the social media president mm-hmm. because he would, he'll put out a video every now and then mm-hmm. or he'll do some tweets every now and then. But all that shit don't went out the window now. They was using it as negatively connotated when President Barack Obama did it. And now Donald Trump is doing it. Oh, it's so he can reach all 140-something million followers that he have. That shit is the most ridiculous thing ever to me. Yep. Um... Donald Trump endorsed police brutality in a speech this week. He basically said, you know, when y'all are too nice, you know, like when y'all are putting a, you know, criminal in the car and y'all putting your hand over his head, I say I don't have to put that hand right there. You know, hit his head basically. You know, don't be too nice to him the because they just murdered somebody. Nice? <laughs> the fuck? Now, let me tell you what issue this gets into. It gets into the same situation with these police shootings. He's basically saying that you, police officer, can determine whether this criminal is guilty of the crime. A police officer is not their job to determine if they're guilty of the crime. It's their job to col- to collect the suspect and collect the evidence. Well, it ain't even their job to do that. It's the detective's job to collect the evidence. Mm-hmm. And it's the justice system and the court's job and a jury of their peers and to the lawyers and the judges guilt. to determine their guilt or innocence. You are innocent until proven guilty, supposedly. It turns out in America, you're guilty until proven innocent if you have a certain shade, if you have a certain sexual orientation, and if you live in some certain communities and neighborhoods and if you just brush up with the wrong officer that day you are guilty until proven innocent and Donald Trump ain't helping that rhetoric at all now the police have pushed back in that and saying hey officers do your job you know your rules the president ain't gonna protect you from brutalizing these people out here so do what you're supposed to do but at the end of the day the police they're, the police departments are going to protect their officers. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going to do. But they're not going to protect them at the at the uh, cost of what Donald Trump is telling them that they can do. So, 
Um, either way, that's all the Trump-related politics I got. The last thing I got before I'm done is reclaiming my time. <laughs> Maxine Waters. She never fails to disappoint. She's amazing. So Steve Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary, was sent a letter by that committee and was expected to send an answer. They never sent an answer. It was basically the question was basically about why did they not disclose about some Russian interaction that they had? And he was clearly going to try his best to evade that question mm -hmm. because she only got like five minutes. So what he was doing was he was talking slow and using way more words than he have to. He was basically saying, uh, well, first off, Miss Waters, I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for the services that you have provided in, in California. And so she said, reclaiming my time. <laughs> reclaiming my time and he keep trying to talk and she'll talk over saying reclaiming my time it got to a point where he said uh committee president i don't think i understand the rules because you know of what's going on she said uh the president told you that you can speak if i feel like you're not answering my questions and that you're trying to waste my time i can reclaim my time mr president you can explain that to him if you like and the president said the gentle lady from California can't reclaim her time. <laughs> and he kept, and she said, she asked the question again, and he'll say, well, maybe I don't understand. It's clear that he wasn't trying to answer the question, and he was trying to use up all her time before he got that question answered. Auntie Maxine is not about that life. She ain't playing that shit. I like that shit. I, I like her. I love her. She is I just, so awesome. I mean... To be in a room of potentially sociopathic, power-hungry white men, to be a black woman, it's empowering to see her. She don't give no shits <laughs> It's empowering to see her in there, you know, still being the confident person that got her to the position that she's in. I love her so much. And having the thick skin that she has to reclaim her motherfucking time. She, she just, who was it? The FBI director, um... Is dishonest and I don't trust him. Like she don't give He's, a fuck. He has no credibility. He has no credibility. Like drop the mic. <laughs> she don't give a fuck. I love her. I love her so much. Like she don't play politics. Like she gonna say whatever the fuck it is she feels, <laughs> whether it's unpopular or not. I love her so much. I like her. She's so great. And I was talking to my brother about you know her kind of riding the wave of that Auntie Maxine mm -hmm. thing. And, you know, I understand it because imagine how long she's had to go as an a, a assertive, borderline aggressive black woman in this world and in that field and become successful as she is and to never have been acknowledged. I feel like she deserves yeah. that acknowledgement oh, as excited. who she is Every and as what I she see is. Her, I like, like that. Auntie Maxine. <laughs> I love her. She's amazing. I do too. Good for her. Anyway, that's all I got. Well, keep uh, keep Kingston in your doggy prayers because he because she's having his balls cut off <laughs> Wednesday. By the time y'all hear this, like the next day, he's going to the vet and he is going to be neutered, also known as having his balls cut off, and um, he's gonna have a little bit of a recovery. Period. I can do it for you. Want me to no. get some scissors? No. Give him a couple of Tylenol? No. I'm gonna let the vet do it. Thanks, though. But he has to stay overnight because they give him a strong narcotic that apparently gets the dogs so high that they injure themselves, like they fall downstairs and stuff. 
So the vet was like, so we'll keep him overnight. And you can't get him. I can't get him to like 10 Thursday, after 10 o'clock Thursday morning. So he'll be, he'll be a ballless. He'll he'll match Remy. Remy don't have balls. <laughs> he'll just I'll have two well, balls. Remy got dogs. his balls took away to the point that he don't even know what life is with his balls. Kingston, you let Kingston have his balls for ten years and now you want to rip them off. Aware of having balls. He's yes, not he, he is. is not. <laughs> he's not gonna care. He's gonna wanna look at it because there'll be an incision there. What's that shit heal? He let me tell you what you're really saying. What you're saying is that he is a dog. He don't have the awareness of the dialogue and the words and the terms that come along with be having your balls removed. But he is going to walk differently and know he's walking differently. He's gonna have different feelings and he's gonna know he's gonna have different feelings. Is he is he gonna know that he's having different feelings? Yes. I, I don't know that there's if you like lose that. anything that you have right now, I'm you're going to know for the rest of your life that it's gone. And it's because you've had it for 30 years. It's not because you don't need it or you don't use it. It's because you're going to feel that it's not there anymore. You've had it for that long. If the very tip of your pinky toe get gone tomorrow, you're going to know that it's gone for the rest of your you know, life. The equivalent of this would be like me having to have a uh, hysterectomy. I would still live. I wouldn't realize that the that they're not there. That's all internal. His balls are external. Ain't my fault y'all shit dangles. I can't help that. That ain't, I ain't got shit to do with me. You can't help that shit dangles, but you could help whether a creature that you are, are in possession of get theirs removed or not. I which am you are trying doing. to avoid him getting ball cancer. Because guess what? He might not get it, but if he does, are you going to give me the money for chemo? <laughs> you know how expensive that shit is? Like, I'm trying to avoid potential problems because he is old. I let him keep his balls for 10 years, but, like, now it's like I cannot take the chance. I want him to live as long as he possibly can. And you should have did this at the beginning. Why? What you mean, why? Why do it now then? If because it's because of, if it's because his balls generally lead to cancer, then you could have did this day I one. I didn't even know dogs could get ball cancer until recently. I didn't know that was a fucking thing. I didn't know. I really didn't know that. I just learned that that's a pop. That Animals they have get all the same shit prostate. that humans get. Yeah, he, it'll help with his prostate. Like, I didn't know. What you thought animals was little superheroes and shit? I just didn't get no goddamn <laughs> ailments. I knew they Motherfucking got dogs have arthritis. <laughs> yeah. They have sleep apnea. Pugs, they eyes pop out. Yeah, they do. Like, that's why I don't have a pug. They have bullshit. I knew they had doggy ailments. I did not know they shared some of the same ailments as we did. So I did not know ball cancer could be in his future or like prostate cancer. I didn't know that shit. I had no idea. I learned that recently. Because again, originally I was saying I was going to get his balls chopped off to help with his temperament. His temperament, even out, Remy has kind of forced him to not be such an asshole like he's a much sweeter dog so it's not even about his temperament at this point but i cannot pay for ball cancer i can't and i don't know if he's gonna get it or he's not so i can't say well he probably won't because the shit is if he gets it then that's it i can't afford to like remedy that and i don't want to feel like how to put him down he would much rather be alive than to be dead and have his balls if a dog get ball cancer is it too late to remove the balls now after they get the cancer but you know cancer spread so even if you remove the balls if the cancer has spread that it may not get it all i ain't got time for that i, don't I just don't feel like i've seen a lot of stories about dogs dying of cancer most dogs don't have their balls i told you like i know most dogs don't have their balls but of dogs that have their balls how many of them die of cancer 
That's what's know. the important question. If it's 1%, you're irrational. You, if it's 80%, then clearly what you're saying makes sense and you need to get rid of his but balls. you don't hear of most dogs, because most dogs don't have their balls, like most of the dogs that you would be aware of, they don't have their balls. Like the only people that, I mean, me not, not realizing that it would have an impact on his temperament and stuff, let him keep his balls. But most people who are not planning on breeding their dogs don't. They get their dogs neutered. Most dogs are, are neutered unless they're like running around out here strays and shit and born astray. So it's not a way for you to find of the ball or the ones that have balls. Like I don't know that they're keeping up with skin. I ain't nobody keeping up with any of that to know that what you're doing is irrational or rational. It's not irrational because it's not something that is gonna harm I'm not I'm not cutting off his leg to, or cutting off his nose despite his face type shit. He is gonna operate and live his life ballless the same way that Remy is living his life. Ballless. No, it's not. Don't act like it's the same it way. It is the same. It is the same thing. They're both gonna live their lives ballless. Of a, a person that was always blind is different than a person that lost sight at thirty. You're not going to act like <laughs> it's the exact same thing it's, between one dog that I never say. had balls. It's not I say. It's balls. Like you, I think, feel this strongly. The only people who've been giving me shit about this is niggas with balls. Only because everybody else is just like, oh, that makes sense. But y'all niggas is like, you're gonna cut his balls off, not his balls. Oh my god, his balls! His balls are not eyesight. His balls are not his ability to walk. His balls are balls that are not even being used because he's never been breeded. He's never gonna be breeded. They're just they are dangling. So I don't know why he use them when he be humping them toys. Don't he doesn't hump toys anymore. He I used to hump him. toys. He humped for a very brief period. I scared the shit out of him because I don't want him humping people when they came over. Kingston, he been alive for 10 years. He ain't humped shit in probably nine years and, and, and four months. Oh, like, this sound bad. Why? I don't want him humping you shit. You gave your dog PTSD? Sure the so fuck So he didn't hump done it. And now you've been to cut his balls off for no reason. And you believe that it don't make absolutely no difference in his life. It doesn't make any difference in his it life. It will make a difference it's in his life. He, you go, next time you see King. And when I say sight and when I say use examples of that, I'm talking about the difference in having something that is removed something substantial. From you. No, I'm just balls. saying there is a difference between never having something and having something for a long time Again, and have it removed. Women have hysterectomies. It's not my fault that that's an internal thing, but that shit happens. And it's not the only thing is that they can no longer have children. That's the thing that impacts them is the loss of the ability to have children. Not the fact that they don't have them ovaries in there no when more. When you get your dog back and he got a weird ass limp, I want that to be a reminder for he you forever. Ain't no limp. Remy ain't got no limp. He gonna be fine. He gonna walk like he walk. Well, you wouldn't know if Remy had a limp or not because he never had his balls. <laughs> you would know if a dog had a limp. A no, limping, you wouldn't. A limping dog is an obvious thing. Rick Kinston's been hurt before and limp. You know when they're limping. But that's because Remy's walking was formed without balls. Kingston's walking was formed with balls. And now you're taking how he walks and his balls being combined in that away from him. All of this shit you talking is minor as shit. 
It ain't minor. It is a representation of your dog's future experience in this world. Yep. And you know what? It's going to be really terrible if he gets to live to be 18, 19, 20 years old without these balls. Like, I'm such a terrible dog mom. It'll be but much better him, if he lived to 18, 19, 20 with his balls. Well, without cancer. We can't be sure that that won't happen. Well, we can't be sure that it will happen. But I can't afford it if it does. Because guess what? If it does, that if means death for him. Because I can't afford to do anything and they would have to put well, him down. That's when you get your best shoebox. I'm not killing dog my dog just so he can keep his balls. That is stupid. When the fix is as simple as removing his balls and he gets to live and I don't ever, ever have to worry about him possibly contracting this type of cancer. Then what the fuck? Why it would be crazy for me not to, in the hopes that he won't get cancer. Listen, people, he's not gonna die. <laughs> if you ever get a dog that you don't plan on breeding, just get the balls removed immediately. Upon the youngest age that you can get them removed, do that. Don't <laughs> rip it away from those creatures once they turn the equivalent to senior citizens. They don't do anything with their balls; they're just there. He doesn't even lick them. He didn't even lick his balls. He licks his penis. So does Remy. They're weird. I don't know why they do that. But they're just there. He He's going to live his life. He might, his temperament might change. He, the doctor was like, Because his balls are part of how his body functions. Whether he uses it yeah, or not. It whether is. he humps things and or so not. He will have less testosterone, which the doctor was like, it, his temperament probably isn't going to change a whole lot because his personality is pretty much set at this because he's so old. Younger, it would have had an impact on his temperament. He would have had less testosterone, and he would have been a little bit of a nicer dog <laughs> had it been gone. Well, it's you not going to impact him in any. There's what's nothing- happened is I've set myself up now to where if some major change with Kingston does happen, or some You're change does happen, that it's his no, I ain't gonna be able to say nothing now because now I'm gonna be an asshole. <laughs> I'd be an asshole at this point. Why? Because I just won't be able to say it. Because he doesn't have his balls? No, I'm saying if he got this like super limp or if his personality changed super drastically, now it'd be rude if I say, told oh, you. it's terrible. Now you that his balls is gone. That's terrible that you can't make fun of my dog. It wouldn't be about making fun of your dog, you know? Yes, it would have. No, it would. It'll be because it'll be making fun of of you making the decision that you can see the effects of and it was negative. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think that this is going to happen. I think Kingston going to be Kingston. I mean, he might be a, a tad bit nicer to strangers. Maybe. He's going to start be sleeping 23 hours a day. No. That does not have an impact <laughs> on him. His, that it, the, it does make their metabolism slow down, but because his is already slowed down because of his old age, the doctor again said that it's probably not going to have an impact because of his age. His metabolism already is slow. That's why he a little pudgy. <laughs> I got you. So, anyhow, hope, let's all hope he comes through fine. I'll get him back on Thursday. So, by the time I talk to you guys again, Kingston will be ballless. I'll have two ballless dogs in my house. So, okay, maybe he'll be sweeter. Well, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla. Holla.